Well, hello there. Today's episode is a little different. You see, I've been going back and re-listening to some of my favorite books. A shout out to Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass and Carol Dweck's Mindset. Great books. But sometimes when you go back and you re-listen or re-read an old book that you've read before, you get something new out of it because the book might be the same, the words might be the same, but you are different. And so when I go back and listen again, I hear it differently the next time. And so what we're doing today is I'm bringing back probably for a couple of episodes, some of my favorite episodes that I'd love for you to hear either again, or perhaps for the first time, if you haven't happened to go back and listen to all the episodes, which you know, it's okay. So I hope you enjoy and get some new nuggets from an oldie, but a goodie. Have you ever felt like there was more inside of you that you have to give? Like, like maybe you're not maxing out your potential or like maybe not even scratching the surface of your potential. I definitely had a moment in my life when I felt like that. And I want to tell you a little bit more about it. But so often we wait until we lose the weight in order to go for that thing, like, you know, launch the podcast or launch the YouTube channel or, or, you know, go on that date. We wait until we lose the weight to put ourselves out there in a scary way. And that is doing a disservice, not only to you, but to the world. So today we're going to get deep. (laughs) Buckle up because it is going to be quite a ride. We are going to talk about purpose, meaning, and shining your glorious light the way you were made to. Are you ready to shine? Oh yeah, let's go. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful that you are listening to this episode. This is a really special one to me. This is really me speaking from my heart. And so I'm so glad that you are here giving me your attention. And I hope that you let something, some message in this episode kind of sink in and touch your heart in a way that really speaks to you. So Last week, uh, I talked about, uh, I just recently got back from Whitefish, Montana, where I was helping to facilitate our God Size Dreams retreat. And um, God Size Dreams is a a 12-week online program uh, that I help facilitate through Todd Durkin, who is a fitness professional and life coach who lives out in San Diego. And I've got connected with him. Amazing person, amazing people. I get to also work with Kelly Watson, who uh, was my coach originally. And together, uh, we've created... God-sized dreams, which, uh, like I said, it's a 12-week program. It is for the kind of person who is thinking, I've got, I've got something more. God put me on this earth for a reason, and I don't know that I'm doing it yet. I don't know that I'm really tapping into that deep well of potential and meaning and purpose inside of me. And you know, maybe you don't know what that deep purpose is. Maybe you don't know yet how you're supposed to kind of, quote, find your purpose or your passion. And that's that's okay. We talk about that within God Size Dreams. We help you figure out what is your passion, how to get started on it, how to get moving, how to take those action steps, how to tackle your fears, because hello, those are definitely a major obstacle, 
how to keep moving forward, tap into your circle of um, support because you always need people around you uh, cheering you on, helping you because there's so many opportunities to just take the easy way out and be like, this is too hard. It's too scary. And we use that program as a vehicle to help amazing people with so much awesomeness to bring more of that light into the world. And I can't tell you how amazing it is and and special it is for me to be able to be part of that program because what is so powerful about it for me and just life-giving, it lifts me up because I get to be focused on helping other people grow and share more of themselves in the world. And that's just so powerful. It feels really, really good. It feels like I am tapping into my purpose and passion to help other people give more of themselves and more of their God-given gifts into the world. And just a quick aside, I'm going to talk about God a lot in this episode. And a quick, like I said, quick aside, I feel like I, over time, have become much less religious and much more spiritual. So the word God can have a lot of um, baggage sometimes for folks. And my intention with God is uh, something greater than myself, uh, a creator, the divine, so the universe, something spiritual. And so I think that there's a lot of different names for the same thing. Uh, so if w- whatever you believe, try not to get hung up on the rules of the belief of the religion and just think of it more about a, a spiritual connection to that something greater. Okay, aside over. So back to the idea of helping other people grow and share themselves in the world. I feel like weight loss is similar to that. Weight loss is like a doorway. It's an invitation to help you see yourself for the miracle you truly are so that you can stop holding yourself back. So you can stop waiting to lose the weight and be who you are meant to be in this life. And now let me be clear. I am not saying that you first need to lose the weight before you can be who you were meant to be. And I, I, I want, actually, it's exactly the opposite. It's just that so many of us think that we want to lose weight in order to feel better, feel more confident, feel healthy. And all of those things are great. If you want to lose weight, let's do it. Let's go. But in my mind, weight loss is like the honey that attracts the bees. And the real game is about pollination. The real game here is about you bringing your full self into the world with no apologies and being who you were meant to be. You want to lose weight? That is great. Let's go. Let's do it. And know that the real game is about helping you free yourself from the chains of self-judgment, limiting beliefs, or any kind of thing that is holding you back from truly being who you are and shining your glorious light, the way you are meant to shine here in this world. Do you ever feel that whisper inside of you, that nudge, that maybe you were here for something more. So my story is I, you know, I went to college, got my degree and was working, you're trying to figure out like, what do I want to do in this world? And I was in finance and then I got into teaching and then I got married and that was great. And then I'm pregnant. And so I stopped working uh, to have our kids. And that was a real identity shift for me to no longer be working. I felt like, because there was a period of time where I was, pregnant. So I hadn't had the baby yet. um, But I wasn't working. And I struggled with that a lot because I felt like I am not being a valued contributor to society at this moment. I'm just here growing this baby. And I, I had a hard time. 
And then, of course, our son came and that took up a lot of energy. Um, and again, that was another identity shift. And, you know, t- two years later, our daughter came along. And so, you know, years pass and they're maybe five and three, maybe six and four. I can't remember exactly. But I remember feeling like I got this college degree. I've got these gifts that God gave me. And part of me, like I'm, I'm pouring everything into these young people, these, this five-year-old and this three-year-old. And they're not super intellectually stimulating. And part of me was like, I feel like I'm getting dumber every day. And that was hard. And my husband was in the military, so he was deployed. And so it's kind of hard to sleep sometimes. And I remember it's one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I just was like, God, what, what is the plan here? Oh, wait, I forgot. Quick, quick part of the backstory is uh, the year and a half prior to this moment, I had been um, getting my master's degree in education online because I was a teacher. And so the plan was once the kids kind of got into school age, I would go back to teaching. And so I got my master's degree and I, we, we moved from Tennessee to Virginia. And so I applied to get a teaching certificate in Virginia. And the state of Virginia said, that's nice, but your master's degree kind of basically doesn't count. So all the credits that you had, you're like, maybe, you know, a quarter of the way there, you could take these extra credits and um, then be eligible to teach in in Virginia. Or, you know, you frankly could just get an, an entirely different degree. And as you might imagine, that was a little discouraging. And so what led to this 1am moment was I I felt like I had a plan. I felt like I had a purpose. I'm going to go teach. And that door got shut in my face. And I was like, God, okay, you, I love being my husband's wife. You know, that is one of, that is like the best thing in my whole life. I love being my kid's mom. That is so valuable and so important to me. And I feel like there's something more that you created me for. What am I supposed to be doing here? I thought it was teaching. But maybe not. So like, what's the plan? Could you could you just give me a hint here? And no lightning bolts came and struck me down. No angels, you know, came to my room and said, here's the plan, Lizzie. But I so I went to sleep. And lo and behold, you know, it's easy to see the path in the rearview mirror. But lo and behold, after a couple of days, a couple of months, things began to unfold. Um, my friend had asked me to teach fitness, and this, there was a new program that was kind of a, a trifold. It was body, body, mind, spirit. And through this program, I was able to begin to write little meditations and tap into what previously had been kind of my sort of embarrassing quirk of like my cheesiness. And as I really delved deep into this deep well of kind of gooey cheesiness that I feel like I sometimes have, I began to write these meditations at the end of our uh, exercise classes. I would read them to the to the classes. They were kind of cooling down. And people would say to me, that meditation was amazing. Where, where did you find that? And I was like, well, actually, I wrote it. And they're like, that was really good. And it was the first time that I felt like this embarrassing quirk about myself was actually had a purpose, was actually could be used for good. And it was the first time I began to realize that sometimes the things that make us weird, sometimes the things that make us different, that feel embarrassing, maybe that's your superpower. Maybe that is the thing that you need to lean into and own it and embrace it and be like, this is my weirdest me. Here I am. People will begin to self-select. If they love it, 
they'll, they'll be drawn to you. If they don't like it, they will self-select out of your sphere. And so over time, believe me, it took me a lot of time to begin to embrace that, that kind of cheesy part of me. And at any rate, that was my, my story of my time of, I feel like God calling me to more. And there was many roadblocks, many left turns and hurdles along the way, um, things that felt like doors slammed in my face. And yet every time when I got quiet and I said, God, what are you calling me to? What is, what is the bigger purpose here? You created me for a reason. What is it? And every time I got quiet and just followed the whispers, good stuff began to happen. And I'm guessing that there might be something in your soul, a call that is summoning you to something more. And something needs to change in order for that to happen, in order for that, for you to be able to, to rise up to your higher level. And that's something that needs to change is how you view yourself, your flaws, your faults, your mistakes. They are not something to get over. They are something to embrace, to lean into. That story in your head that you're too much, that story that says you're not enough, it's time to call BS on that story and say, that is not who I am. I am me. Love your too muchness. Love your enoughness. You know, I heard a quote from a book the other day and I went and tried to look up like, where did this come from? And I couldn't find it. So we'll just go with the idea that this is a parable. And so the quote is, kiss the dragon and it becomes the maiden. Kiss the tiger and it becomes the Buddha. Kiss the demon and it becomes love. And the way I interpret that is love all the parts of yourself. Love the things you're afraid of and the dragon. Love the things that you're running away from with the tiger. Love the things that make you embarrassed about yourself. Love the demon. And when you begin to love all parts of yourself, that is part of this human experience. So what is the dragon inside of you that you're fighting with? And what would happen if you leaned in and loved that part of yourself instead? What is the tiger that's been chasing you that you've been running from? What if you stopped running and turned to embrace that part of you instead? And what's that demon that you're afraid of? What if you were brave enough to stop running from your emotions, to turn towards yourself and love your messiness? What if you could look at the darkest part of you that you try to ignore and look at yourself square in the eyes and say, I love you. Yes, even the ugly parts of me. You are what make me completely and wholly me. And I am here for a reason. Those ugly parts, those messy parts are part of me and they're here for a reason too. And I love that too. Why do this? Why is this important? Why is this part of your work here on this planet? It's because you are a human being. Now there are two parts to that word, human and being. Being human is, means that it comes with all the messy emotions, all all the yuck, all the imperfectness, that is what it is to be human. That's why you're here, to be imperfect. And being that part of the divine that is eternal. You came here to this life, not to ignore your emotions, not to stuff them away in the basement of your heart, but because of them. 
It is an essential part of the game that it is to be human. There's an amazing book by a woman named Anita Morjani. Uh, The book is called Dying to Be Me. Uh, Basically, she was... um, her whole life, she grew up in the Indian culture, and so there was a lot of rules about um, pleasing her family. And uh, in she describes in her culture the worth of a woman was to please the man in her life. And so again, there was a lot of expectations, and so she spent a lot of her life trying to live up to what other people wanted for her. And um, she spent a lot of her life being kind of afraid of losing people. Uh, She had friends and her father who died of cancer. And so she was very much afraid of cancer. And she obsessed about it. And lo and behold, she got cancer. And uh, she was her body was so riddled with cancer, she basically, you know, was on her deathbed. And she went into a coma. And her body was shutting down. And while she was in a coma, she had a near death experience. And it's a beautiful book. Uh, I'll, t- I'll talk a little bit about it here and, and quote some of it for you. But when she was effectively dead, she met her father and her best friend who had gone before her. And they, she was just enveloped in this love. And, and she was able to understand the message that the whole point of becoming human is to express yourself through the lens of who you are, of, in her case, of Anita. She was to be as Anita as she could be. For me, my job here on this planet is to be as Lizzie as I can be, as crazy and messy and cheesy and goofy as that is. And you, your reason for being here is to be as you as you can be. So every minute that you spend trying to fit into somebody else's expectation or to fit into some gene size that you're not in yet is a minute that you are denying the reason why you're here. From the book, she talks about one of the big messages that she got from her near-death experience was to go back and live her life fearlessly. And so she found herself trying to stretch the limits of what she considered possible in all the areas of her life um, that she previously had, had thought of as limitations. She started to question what were the things that she assumed to be true that were, in her past, she thought they were fact because they were socially determined beliefs. She looked at everything And she began to question it. Maybe those beliefs about her feelings of fear or inadequacy, she began to wonder, maybe that's not true. And she began to understand that joy and happiness could only be found by loving herself, by going inward and following her heart and doing what brought her joy. Here's a quote from the book. We must understand the magnificence of how the universe intended us to be without needing to change. I don't have to try and live up to other people's expectations of perfection. I am at my most powerful when I allow myself to be who life intended me to be. We affect the lives of others just by choosing whether or not to be our true selves Our only obligation to others, our only purpose is to express our uniqueness and allow others to do the same. We are here to discover and honor our own individual path. Whichever path we choose is the right one for us. Simply by following our internal guidance, we find what's right for us. We know we're on the right track when we feel ourselves at our center of love, 
without judgment of ourselves or others. That is when we can recognize our true magnificence. And I want, if you get nothing else from this episode, pay attention to this quote. Here it comes. You ready? She says, I cannot say this strongly enough, but our feelings about ourselves are actually the most important barometer for determining the condition of our lives. The universe always proves me right in my opinion of myself. Mind blown, right? Your opinion of yourself determines your condition of your life. So if you're spending time hating your body, thinking you're not enough, thinking you're too much, that is determining the condition of your life. And you are in charge of your thoughts. You get to control whether or not you embrace your mess or resist it. Are you going to kiss the dragon or keep running from it or fighting it? It is up to us to expand and allow in as much as we want, but it has to be done from the inside out, not the other way around. You know, I was meditating a a while back and I had this kind of vision. I was thinking, you know, I'm trying to like kind of let go of my ego and connect to the divine. And I had this vision, visions that kind of a overstatement, basically it was like an idea, an, an image in my mind. And I thought, what if everything is like the ocean and each wave is a per- person's life and the wave is vi- visible as a thing in itself, but it's never not the ocean. And so here we are as people, like we think we're separate. We, you know, I'm, I'm just this wave and I'm, I'm by myself, but we're not. We're part of the ocean. And my job as a wave is to be as bumpy or as smooth or as big or as whatever, as Lizzie as I can be. There's no wave that is not wave enough. It rises, it crests, it crashes onto the beach, and then it glides back into the ocean. And that's like a representation, a metaphor for our life. We're born, we live, we grow, we learn, we die, and we go back into the divine. What if each of our lives is like that? God is the ocean and we are the wave. We are never not part of God. And our job is to express our tiny little sliver of God exactly the way we are with no shame, no hiding, no trying to be something else, just exactly as we are. You know, when I was writing my book, uh, you are a miracle. I I actually wrote the conclusion first. It, it was the easiest thing for me to write. And I wanted to kind of put it at the beginning. And it, it was all about this message of like, shine your light, be who you want to be. But I was afraid to put it at the beginning, because I thought that people would want to lose weight. And that's kind of again, like it's the honey that draws the bees. And so I put the conclusion at the end, hoping that throughout the course of the book, the reader would realize that weight loss is that's the reason why they thought they came to the book, but weight loss actually is just a vehicle through which you can become who you're meant to be. And you don't have to lose weight to do it. But so many of us think we need to. And so that was kind of, again, the honey that draws the bees. So real quick, I'd like to read you uh, the conclusion of my book, You Are a Miracle, because it's really the main message. So in the conclusion, it's called The Golden Buddha. And it says, even if you skip other parts, be sure to read this. So in 1957, 
Workers in a monastery in Thailand were moving a gigantic clay statue of the Buddha when ropes broke and the statue fell hard on the ground. When the monks inspected the statue, one of the monks noticed that there was this golden light emanating from between the cracks in the clay. Using a hammer and a chisel to chip away at the clay, the monk realized that the statue was actually made entirely of solid gold underneath. Historians think that the statue was actually created nearly 700 years ago. In the 18th century, there was a, a kingdom that's really hard to pronounce. It looks like it's pronounced Atiyala, a kingdom that was under siege by Burmese invaders. And they, these invaders were known for melting down gold from the nations that they conquered. And so it's believed that the monks actually plastered over this golden Buddha in 1767 to prevent it from being stolen and melted down by the Burmese invaders. Eventually, the monastery was destroyed by the raiders, and the statue lay amongst the ruins without attracting much attention because it was covered with mud. Over the years, the statue was moved from place to place, and it was forgotten that it was gold underneath for 200 years, until it fell and a crack in the outer mud revealed its beauty underneath. Here's the message. Just like the golden Buddha, you already have that light within you. Many of my clients just want to feel confident and be able to love themselves for who they are. But the truth is that love and worthiness is already inside you and is closer than you think. You were born as a spiritual being into this human body. You came out of the womb fascinated by your fingers and your toes and the amazing things that your body could do. You knew you were worthy simply by existing. However, as you grew and internalized messages from your environment, you added layer upon layer of clay and mud over the golden Buddha within yourself. But instead of mud, you used limiting stories and negative beliefs to cover up your light. Eventually, you became so covered in clay that you forgot the true beauty and magnificence of who you are underneath. The key to rediscovering your own golden Buddha and genuinely loving yourself is to first realize that what you seek is already within you. Your work is to gradually chip away at the clay of limiting stories and limiting beliefs from the outside world. Little by little, as you let go of those heavy stories, you begin to let your inner light shine. It's about revealing it. How can you look for the light within you today? By examining and chipping away the limiting story that might be covering up your innate magnificence. You have a gift worth giving. Don't wait. Don't sleep on your dream. The world needs what only you can give us. Don't keep waiting to live your life until that moment when you finally lose the weight and feel like you can do the things you want to do. Do them now. Live now. Be 100% fully, gorgeously you now. You deserve it. Remind yourself every day, I have a gift worth giving. My voice was meant to be heard. This life is a gift and it is meant for living, not waiting. And I choose to be 100% imperfectly me today. Don't wait. 
We are counting on you. You are a miracle. So whether I put that message at the beginning of the book or the end of the book, either way, here's the real message I want to give you about weight loss. It's not about the weight loss. It's about being fully you and blessing us, blessing the rest of the world with your gifts, your you-ness, with who you are meant to be in this life. Hear me when I say, you were created for a reason. That reason is to be you, to be an expression of the divine through the lens of you. I'm going to say that again because it really, really is important. Your reason for being here is to be an expression of the divine through the lens of you. And every minute you spend holding back and not playing full out is a minute you are not fully in your divine purpose. Mm, I'm so fired up about this. I hope you are too. So here's our one tiny tip. Your one confident body action step to put into practice this week. Ready? Our identity, your you-ness, you know, whatever your name is, for me, it's my Lizzie-ness. It's like a jacket that we wear. It feels like who we are, but it really is only the outer covering surrounding the you that is divine, the part of you that is a piece of God. So sometime this week, maybe right after this, you listen to this episode, maybe later today, look in the mirror and really look. And imagine God looking at you through your eyes. What does God see? And then how can you speak to yourself and love yourself in the way that God would love you later, this, later today, later this week? Ask yourself, if God were here right now looking at me in my messiness, how would God treat me? And then try and treat yourself the same way. Whew. I hope this episode has been useful for you. It's been deep. It's been heavy and amazing and glorious. And mm, if there's anything in this episode that has helped you, please share it with somebody that you, uh, that you know, that you think might enjoy it. Maybe write a review. All of this is, is to help you help anyone out there feel a little bit less alone. Like maybe there's more, maybe it's not your fault that you've struggled to lose weight and maybe there's hope. As I've discussed already in this episode, I talk about this a lot in my book called You Are a Miracle. If you'd like to check out all of it, please go search for it on Amazon. Again, You Are a Miracle. And remember, love yourself because you are a unique and perfect representation of the divine. You don't have to earn it. You are it. You simply have to open up and receive it. Mm. Sending you so much love, so much embrace, lean into who you are, love yourself. And that is what I've got for you today. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach slash tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember, you are a miracle.